0: This message comes from NPR sponsor Rosetta Stone, an expert in language learning for 30 years. Right now, NPR listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership to 25 different languages for 50% off. Learn more at rosettastone.com NPR. Stephen Flanagan is with us now to discuss this further. He's a senior fellow at the Rand Corporation and a former senior director on the National Security Council during the Obama administration. Stephen, Welcome. Good morning, Leila. Good morning. So as we heard, one of the big concerns since the start of the Russian war on Ukraine has been the possibility of escalation into a wider conflict. And that missile strike on a Polish village accident uh, appears to be an accident, but it elevated those fears. What did we learn from NATO's response to that incident and the process for determining whether the alliance has been attacked?
1: Well, I think we did – you point out exactly the risks and we did see NATO respond, I think, in in a very effective way in trying to address and and clarify what the situation was and to reassure particularly its Polish allies who were the – the Polish allies who were the victim of this – of the effects of the the, uh, missile incident about the commitment uh, of the alliance to uh, Polish security the overall the incident underscores that the risks of you say of this wider war as uh, and extending into a number of european countries uh, including others who are nato allies as these uh, hundreds of russian strikes continue to yeah. escalate across the all of ukraine and particularly out to western ukraine where some of these border areas are but it it uh, but the way the incident went down underscores the need for close consultations with allies but also with ukraine as we see as your reporter just noted uh, some differences uh, between now uh, Ukraine and the Polish and, and U.S. assessment as to as to what exactly happened uh, and whose air defense missile it was, or wh- whether it was some other missile that perhaps the Russians had fired.
0: You know, that begs the question. You know, right now Ukraine is saying, "Wait a second, it wasn't a Ukrainian mistake. That's not what the evidence was." Is this just a way so that NATO allies aren't just dragged into a bigger war?
1: No, I think Ukraine just wants to be able to uh, have access to the site to try to help be engaged in the assessment. And uh, um, the Polish president uh, suggested that right now the investigation was being led by his government in the United States, but uh, President Zelensky has asked for access. And I, I expect that, that they will share all the information that they have so that this can be clarified because of the importance of uh, that both Poland and the United States and other NATO allies are, are providing uh, extensive uh, security assistance and other military support to Ukraine. So they want to clarify this, I think, as soon as possible.
0: As we heard, NATO still putting the blame at Russia's door for invading and attacking Ukraine in the first place. What do you think Russia took away from watching NATO's really cautious approach in its reaction?
1: Well, I think the Russians first saw NATO uh, a prompt response from NATO and gathering consultations, uh, trying to make an assessment. There were some, you know, the initial and preliminary suspicions, particularly the poles and other Central East Europeans, was that this must be a Russian uh, missile strike, and particularly coming along that border uh, where there are uh, shipments of uh, material going uh, into into Ukraine of, of Western security assistance. That perhaps this was a warning shot from the Russians, but the Russians saw that NATO uh, made deliberate uh, assessment of the situation and then articulated a statement uh, as you saw yesterday in Secretary General Stoltenberg's press conference where he said it did appear to be an errant uh, Ukrainian air defense system nevertheless the Russians try to capitalize this on suggest that well we see the the hotheads uh, in the west are already trying to uh, stoke uh, further tensions and and that, that that the west is trying to escalate this conflict mm. so a bit turning things a bit on its head. But I think, as your reporter noted, Secretary Stoltenberg said, make no mistake, who's responsible for this? Ukraine wouldn't be firing off. Uh, if, if this is, in fact, an Ukrainian air defense missile that went errant, um, they wouldn't be firing those missiles off if, they, if, if the country wasn't under a vicious attack by uh, the Russian military forces.
0: Does it make it more or less likely that Russia might attempt to test NATO's resolve?
1: Well, I think uh, in, in NATO um, met the, an initial test. It certainly is one that this is certainly one scenario, one that we've looked at in some of our analysis um, among my colleagues of potential escalation scenarios and this idea of striking perhaps one of the transshipment points of security assistance or uh, a couple of um, test strikes along the, along the border uh, with Ukraine against NATO members uh, to see how the alliance does respond uh, is certainly one that needs uh, watching. But that's also another reason uh, and one of the other takeaways I have from this event is that it is important to maintain a line of communications with the Russians mm. uh, to manage these escalation risks. And that that has continued. Uh, uh, General Miley has talked to his counterpart, General Gerasimov, periodically. Uh, we know that uh, the, the CIA Director Burns was in Moscow recently. Um, there are other high-level ways of communicating and, and trying to manage uh, and ensure that this uh, fear that, that uh, all the countries in NATO have uh, of, a, of a wider war uh, doesn't uh, emerge, even as the United States and, and the other NATO allies continue to support Ukraine in its effort to uh, end the Russian aggression.
0: Now, Article 5 of NATO's charter regards an arms attack on one member as an attack on all. It's been invoked just once by the U.S. after 9-11. Could a missile falling on a NATO ally, errant or not, from Russia be enough to invoke Article 5?
1: It could indeed, and indeed, the polls initially had indicated that they might like to uh, ask for what's sometimes seen as a preliminary to invoking an Article 5 and Article 4 consultations within the alliance. There was a meeting at the North Atlantic Council on Wednesday. Um, I don't know, I don't believe they did actually invoke that other article, but but clearly. If there were a a direct attack, it would be such as you described, that would uh, conceivably invoke Article 5 commitments.
0: Stephen Flanagan is a senior fellow at the Rand Corporation. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Layla. This message comes from NPR sponsor Charles Schwab with its original podcast on investing. Each week, you'll get thoughtful, in-depth analysis of both the stock and the bond markets. Listen today and subscribe at schwab.com oninvesting or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Online. Is your child asking questions on their homework you don't feel equipped to answer? IXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. One subscription gets you everything. One site for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And NPR listeners can get an exclusive
0: 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com NPR. All that sitting and swiping, your body is adapting to your technology. Learn how and what you can do about it. I really felt like the cloud in my brain kind of dissipated.